In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. My brethren, in the Gospel for today, we can find a great lesson for each one of us. We see that man, that ruler, whose son was sick, and faced with the sickness of his son, what was his first reaction? Was it to complain? No. Was it to look for human solutions? No. But his very first reaction was to look for our Lord. And it is a lesson for us. Our very first reactions in our difficulties has to be to run towards God. Our very first reaction has to be prayer. And we have a wonderful illustration of this truth in the life of St. Martin of Tours. During one night, there was a fire in the room where during one night, there was a fire in the room where St. Martin was. And arising, he saw himself surrounded by the flames. He tried to escape from the room. He tried. But he was unable to. All the exits seemed closed. And then he remembered to do what he was supposed to have done from the very first instant. He put himself on his knees in the middle of the flames, made the sign of the cross and prayed to the Lord. And guess what? The fire didn't hurt him. And that's how he escaped the death on that day, not by his strength, but by the strength of God. And he would repeat again and again after the fact how much he regretted that he didn't pray in the first place, that he tried to do something by himself before calling upon the Lord. And it is so true. If we only try to find human solutions for our problems, we will always find ourselves locked in the room, like St. Martin on that day, unable to escape 
But if, first of all, we place our trust in the Lord, He will take care of us. It doesn't mean that we should do nothing. But it means that prayer has to be the very first thing we do. Prayer has to be our first reaction in the face of our problems. But now comes the question, how should our prayer be? And this question has a capital importance in our lives because the way we pray is the way we are going to live. If we pray with all our heart, we will live wholeheartedly for God. But if we pray halfway, half-hearted, If we only mumble some words, but our heart is not in them. Well, our life will reflect this neglect of God. So it's important for us to pray well in order to live well and honor God with this existence He gave us. And in order to see how our prayer should be, we will take a look at the gospel and see the prayer of that ruler who came to see our Lord. First of all, we see that his prayer was full of faith. The ruler had heard of the miracle that Christ made in Cana of Galilee, changing water into wine, and he believed in the power of our Lord. If he didn't have faith in Christ, he would not have come to him. But he came and asked our Lord, for help. Prayer is a clear sign of faith. As the lack of prayer is a clear sign of unbelief. If we believe, we pray. If we don't believe, we don't pray. That's how things go. So when we are lacking in our spiritual life, it's important to renew our faith in the mysteries of our religion. It's important for us to study our faith. And it is a great remedy against spiritual laziness. Because it helps to bring back the zeal for the things 
of God. So we needed to pray with faith. The second thing we see is that his prayer was full of charity. Well, that man loved his son. And that's why he was asking for our Lord to come and heal his son. His prayer was not selfish. He was not asking for material possessions. But his prayer was motivated by charity. Praying for others is a good work, a very important spiritual work of mercy. Nowadays, when we talk about mercy, we only think about giving food to the poor. Well, that's true. But we cannot forget that poverty is not only about food. It's not only material, but also spiritual. In the world today, what we need more than anything else is people who pray for others, who intercede for them before God. Because you know that it's relatively easy to give some money away. Anybody can do this. But to place oneself before God, imploring for the good of others and their eternal salvation, well, that is something that we don't see very often. And why? Because praying for others requ requires love. Often, we only pray for those we really love. That's why praying for others is one of the best ways to accomplish the commandment of God to love our neighbors as ourselves. So we needed to pray out of charity, asking God above all for our own salvation. That's important. Huh? Our own salvation and for the salvation of our fellow men. Of course, we can ask for other things as well, things that we and others may need. But we should subordinate everything to our eternal salvation. This is the ultimate goal of this life. So we should always have eternal life before our eyes when we pray. And if we do this, we will be honoring God 
Because as St. Irenaeus said, the glory of God is in the salvation of our souls. So when we work for the salvation of our souls and for the salvation of others, we are working for the glory of God. The third thing we see in the prayer of that ruler was that his prayer was full of hope. And that's why he insisted about his request. You see, he had asked one time, and our Lord seemed to have rebuked him. But he didn't allow himself to be discouraged. He didn't give up. But he asked once again. He repeated his request until the Lord performed the miracle he was looking for. My brethren, I think that when we pray, normally, we come with faith. We also come with charity. But oftentimes, what is lacking in our prayer is the virtue of hope. We may ask for something, but without conviction, without really trusting, in God. And that's the main reason why we do not receive the graces we ask for. Hope, confidence, and trust, their measure in us is the measure of the graces we will receive. Sometimes we begin our prayer already thinking that we are not going to be heard. That we are not going to receive the grace we are asking for. What kind of prayer is this? Where is our hope? That's not the way we should do. The Apostle St. James says, Let him ask in faith. And faith here means confidence. So let him ask in confidence, in trust, nothing wavering. For he that wavers is like a wave of the sea, which is moved and carried about by the wind. Therefore, let not that man think that he shall receive anything from the Lord. St. James received this teaching from the Lord himself, who said, I say unto you, all things whatsoever you ask when you pray, believe. 
Trust. Hope that you shall receive. And they shall come unto you. So we see that if we trust, we shall receive. But if we don't trust in God, then we shall not receive it. So it's very important for us to add hope in our prayers, to have confidence in the goodness of our God, to trust in His mercy. We don't hope to receive the graces we are asking because we are great. We hope because our Lord died for us. That's why our prayers are always in the name of Christ. That's, how, that's why we finish the prayers at the altar. Per Dominum Nostrum. Through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through His merits. That's the reason of our hope. So even if we are the worst sinner in the world, we can still hope because, again, He died for us. So the measure of our hope is the measure of the graces we shall receive. So, my dear brethren, let us persevere in prayer with faith, with hope, and with charity. Just like that ruler we see in the Holy Gospel. Saint Padre Pio used to say, I just wanted to be a friar who prays. So simple, but so true. May it be our goal as well. Let us be men of prayer, women of prayer. This is the title we all should aspire to. And even if by any reason, knowing to Him alone, He does not give us what we ask for. Let us be always grateful, knowing that whatever He does is for the good of His children. If He gives, or if he denies something, we should know this is the best for us. So true faith, love for God and for others, and a lot of trust, that's what we need. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.